0: And thank you for listening to this week's episode of Community Connections. I'm your host, Cole Warner, and I'm joined with uh, a special co-host today, uh, Director of Community Relations, Hannah West.
1: Thank you so much, Cole, for having me on. I am very excited to introduce today's guest on our podcast, Christy smith Christy is the manager at the Davidson County Senior Center. Um, the Senior Center is a tremendous partner of Hospice of Davidson Counties. And I am going to turn it over to Christy to talk a little bit more about their programs.
2: Good morning, and thank you for having me. Um, again, my name is Christy Smith, and I'm with Davidson County Senior Services. I am the Senior Center Manager, which is a program under Senior Services. Um, we not only offer two senior centers in the county, we also offer an array of services. Um, we are, we try to take care of folks from the active to the frail, um, all, all spectrums of aging. We are the, um, the lead agency for the administrative, administration of older Americans Act funds in Davidson County. Um, we offer some of the programs that we offer is our Meals on Wheels, which many people are familiar with. Um, we also offer our congregate nutrition program. We offer um, resource and benefits. We offer in-home aid, transportation, senior centers, volunteer opportunities. um, And I think that's everything.
0: Specifically, your role with, um, you mentioned being the um, the center manager. What is it that you do um, within some of um, those programs?
2: We have, um, within both senior centers, we have activities um, that go on during the day. And we also have special classes. Um, the, the senior centers offer um, wellness classes, we offer fitness room, we offer exercise classes, educational classes, craft classes, um, lots of different things, um, and we have activities coordinators in both centers that oversee those things, um, but at the senior center manager, I just make sure that the senior center is taken care of on a daily basis.
1: Christy, in your work with seniors in Davidson County, um, and especially over the last year, what have you seen as some of the significant needs of our elderly population in our community?
2: It's been really tough. Um, when we closed the doors last March, I think it was actually almost a year ago today, um, it was tough. We had to um, basically redo all of our um, service delivery. We wanted to continue. Our goal was still the same, was to engage seniors, um, older adults, whether they be um, coming to the senior center or homebound. We want to engage them and to keep them active, healthy and aging at home. Um, But that became a challenge because many of our seniors do not have the technology that that. A lot of people do. So it was very difficult to connect with them. Um, we basically had to kind of recreate the way that we delivered the services. Um, we tried Facebook. We've tried um, our email list. We do wellness checks um, where we actually called folks because again, a lot of them don't have that technology. So the telephone was really the only way that we could we could connect with them. Um, we also developed something called friendly faces visits. Um, initially, we called it the bandwagon tour, where we had some of our staff to come out into the county car and go and visit some folks. And we you know, just visited with them on their front porch. Um, it was safe social distancing, wearing masks. But it was a way for us to go out and see those folks and actually kind of take the senior center to them um, since they couldn't come to us. We did have to rename that bandwagon to Friendly Faces Tours because so many people were expecting us to sing and dance when we showed up, and we don't do that. <laughs> so um, we renamed it to the Friendly Faces Visit. But that, to me, um, has we've received the most positive feedback from it. Um, so many people have said, you know, I don't, I don't see anybody anymore. I don't, don't leave my house. And this was in the the, you know, the peak of the, the pandemic. Um, so it really done people good just to be able to see that someone cared about them. And we remember them, and they weren't forgotten. And so we would take, you know, little little gifts and little activity packets and things like that out to them. And it it, it, meant, it meant a lot. And it was good for us too.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, in the work that we do, and, and you expressed sort of in the work that you do, that is the one of the biggest challenges, right, is the social aspect and um, how do we connect with people? Because it's one thing to offer programs or to, um, you know, even have to shut those programs down. But it's another thing to recognize the loss of just uh, what it's like to see someone's entire face. Do you think that that Um, is something that is going to continue on. I know that, you know, things are lifting in general, although seniors are our most vulnerable population. So I know that that's still a real struggle. But do you see that um, continuing on um, for the foreseeable future?
2: Yeah, we are, we have not scheduled any time to open the doors yet. Um, We're going to continue with virtual programming. We are starting in April to do some drive through programming, which we're really excited about. Because some of those restrictions have been limited or have been lifted, um, we'll have some folks invite folks to come through and just drive through the center, um, not leave their car. But we'll be able to see them and, you know, give them a little something, maybe um, a goodie basket or something that we can just give them and um, just to be able to reach them again. Uh, We don't foresee, you know, having anything in the building for a while. We're still going to we're going to take that slow Um, But as far as the virtual programming goes, we will more than likely continue virtual programming even after we open the doors and we're back running again Um, because we do realize that, you know, for whatever reason, there's going to be some folks that – like to be at home more, um, or they're working and they're not able to participate in the programs. But it's really easy for us for them to be able to flip on a recorded program and then they can exercise with that, or you know, educate themselves with a program. So the virtual programming is probably here to stay.
1: I think what is so interesting, um, and Christy, I'm sure you can relate, in working through this pandemic and trying to reach people where they are is that we've all had to be really creative in how we interact. Um, and I think certainly for our organization, and I'm sure it is for yours, we have uh, implemented so many new virtual programmings that have been able to um, transcend barriers and reach new people. Um, and so in a way, the, the pandemic really pushed all of us uh, to really be more accessible and to meet people where they are. Um, and so I'm certainly glad to hear that you guys will be continuing on to offer this virtual program um, so that even those that you know are, are unable to come in post pandemic are still able to ac- access that. Um, I know we've worked together for Caregiver Academy. Can you talk a little bit more about Caregiver Academy and what that um, program has looked like and has what this partnership has meant for our community?
2: Absolutely. The Caregiver Academy started, I think we're in our second year for that. Um, And it has been, it's a partnership between um, the Life Center, uh, Davidson County Senior Services, Hospice of Davidson County, and Wake Forest Baptist Health Lexington Medical Center. Um, And together between the four partners, we come up with different programs um, for caregivers in Davidson County. Um, We offer things like healthy eating, um, respite care, um, how to... um, to, to navigate the world of caregiving. And it's a different educational topic each month. Um, we were meeting in person for those, of course. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, we went to virtual. Um, and we have seen some, you know, it's been, it's been tough as far as registration has gone. Um, I think in general, everybody's kind of tired of dealing with, you know, virtual. So I think everybody's seen a decline in programming in their numbers for virtual. Um, but at the same time, I think it's helpful that with the having that Caregiver Academy either recorded, the program recorded, or having it virtually that a caregiver doesn't necessarily have to leave their home. They can just tune into the program from where they're at because being able to leave is, can definitely be an issue with those folks.
0: Along the lines that you were speaking about um, in helping to prepare people or at least give them a place to... Um, listen about topics that are, they're dealing with, um, in a very important way. I think the idea of, you know, you talked about, you know, meals on wheels being, you know, one of the, um, most used programs and one of the, one of the more known. And I think that programs like that, obviously they are great just because they provide a nutritious meal to somebody, um, every day, right. And give someone the opportunity to, um, you know, not have to cook or or whatever the barrier is um, to have that nutritious meal. But, you know, more than that, it's so important that uh, you mentioned the caring aspect and just knowing that somebody is thinking about you. And we use that in our society, right? Like, you know, how many, when you meet an old friend, right, it's, it's, let's go grab a bite to eat or something like that. And I think a lot of the programs you do crafts, um, all those things that, you know, hopefully we get back to more in person, but we're also finding a way to do it virtually. I think those are the really cool things that it's just um, a way that we connect through each other and using programming that really provides that social interaction that we're probably all in need of. And hopefully uh, it sounds like you're finding that, you're having success virtually um, doing that, um, even even through all the restrictions that we've dealt with.
2: Yeah, we um, when we the pandemic um, first started last year um, and we shut down, we the, the first thing we had to do was to figure out how we could best meet, meet the needs of, of senior adults. They were, of course, encouraged to stay at home, um, not go out. So things like grocery shopping, picking up medications, things like that became a challenge for them. Um, So that's when we kind of stepped in and we offered those services for them. And we're continuing to do that today. Um, All they have to do is just call and give us a list. We'll go to the grocery store, and then they can reimburse us when we drop off the groceries. Same thing for medication. Um, we offer em- emergency food packs and emergency supplies, like um, nutritional supplements, like Boost and Ensure, and then Incontinent Supplies, um, w- different things that they, whatever they need, we try to, to meet them where they're at right now. Um, and so the senior center staff, once, you know, our role changed since last last March, we were the ones that kind of headed up this program for um, expanded services. And so for us, it's been really, really good because we always saw the active aging uh, portion of the population. Those people who were, were very active and were able to come to the center. And now it's kind of opened the door for us to be able to see, you know, the folks that are at home. Um, We've been able to deliver meals every Monday and, Honestly, the route that I have have been on, which is in Walberg, you become so attached to those folks. You see them, and we only see them once a week since we're only delivering one time a week now. But you do, you really become attached to them, and it's a genuine it's a genuine care for them for their well being. And there's been times that you know we'll drop off a meal, and it's something as simple as, um, can you get my mail for me? Or can you open up this jar for me? Different things like that. So you're, you're doing more than just bringing them a meal. And plus, it's, it's the, the sense of connection with someone. And they get used to seeing your face. So if you have never delivered meals before, I highly, highly encourage you to do that. Because that is, it is, it is worth your while. It really, really is. because, And I feel like that you were going to get more out of it than you, what you've ever felt like that you're giving.
1: So, Christy, I'm from Wahlberg, so it it warms my heart to hear about um, your route uh, going through that part of the county. It's such a a wonderful place. Um, And I think what really touches me about that sentiment is that sometimes we underestimate um, the impact that a really small act of kindness, you know, you said opening a jar, um, that's so small, so simple for so many of us. Um, But that small interaction for so many people, um, especially within our senior population, is such a tremendous act of of kindness um, and just checking in with them. Um, And it just it 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 makes me feel so great to know that we have uh, the services that you all are providing um, to our community. Um, I think that's really wonderful. So. For those that are interested in learning more about the senior center and the programs that you guys offer, um, how can they get in contact with you? How can they learn more about what you guys provide for them? Sure. Um,
2: they can give us, simply give us a call at three, three, six, two, four, two, 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 nine, zero. Um, we can, there's, there will be a receptionist answers the phone and then she will connect them to whichever program manager that they are interested in learning more about. Um, We are also on the on the web. If you will just go to Davidson County Government's homepage and then find uh, at the top, you'll just click to senior services and it will take you to our page, our web page. And we have all of the information that you will need there as well.
0: Are you all taking um, for people that want to be involved? You know, you mentioned uh, what what benefit you get out of delivering meals. How can people get involved with um, helping your organization?
2: Right now, we are still delivering just one day a week, um, a box of frozen meals every Monday. But eventually, we're, we're definitely going to open back up and we're going to need volunteers. Um, a lot of our volunteer base, um, they before the pandemic, they were older themselves. So it's been a year now. Um, so I feel like that there's going to be some some vacancies and some really much needed um people to, to fill those routes. So, um, all they have to do is just call the 336-242-2290. Um, our volunteer coordinator, who is Chris Bitterman, he will send them a volunteer application. They'll complete that. And so whenever we do open back up, he'll have that on file and he'll be able to place them on a
0: route. So thank you so much for uh, explaining some of those services. And, um, I encourage, um, you know, people that want to get involved to um, reach out. And, uh, and if you're in need of a service, um, it sounds like um, Senior Services has uh, many programs and uh, it, it wouldn't hurt to just call and, and uh, talk with someone, right? If you think you might be in need or, or might be eligible for some of their services. So uh, thank you, Christy, for uh, coming on uh, today and talking about all the wonderful programs that you have.
2: Thank you for having
0: me. And thank you to uh, Hannah West for uh, hosting this with me today. Um, And uh, if you liked what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe. You can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts or at hospiceofdavidson.org. And uh, look forward to continuing to bring you uh, more episodes uh, every two weeks.